you have just tuned into the Being One podcast. Hey, 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 it's your girl Samantha Laguerre on the Being One podcast, the podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. Hello, Kingdom Citizens. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the Being One podcast titled Open Rebuke. Okay, um, before I get into today's topic, I just wanted to... Um, briefly share with you all some things that I learned this week and how it actually ties into the previous episodes. So on Sunday, um, I went to church and the apostle, um, Apostle Hunt, actually, he spoke on something that was pretty relevant. And I thought um, the kingdom citizens needed to hear this. He was saying how God never wants us to believe what he wants us to know he says that a lie can be in what you believe and a a belief is something that does not have proof right and in I believe but do you surrender episode I spoke on how yes people can say they believe in God but does that that doesn't necessarily mean that they surrender to him and this kind of just fits into that that you know it's more than just believing in God. It's more than just believing that, you know, Jesus died and, and he rose again. It's more than that. Um, you have to actually know him. And it's when you know God that you will be more willing to surrender. You know, like, you know, if you know someone, it's it's when you really know who God is. You know his character. You know what he's about. You understand that, oh, man, I need to surrender my life to him. I need to be submitted to him because you you know him and you know that he's good and you know all that he's able to do. You know what I mean? So it's more than just believing in that thing. It's more than just believing in him because with a belief, you know, there's um, room for for a lie. There's room that, you know, you're not so sure. Let's say, um, you know, there's a case and where we're not sure who did what. And so you were like, oh, I believe she did it or I believe she didn't do it. Right. You said, I believe. So there's room that you may be wrong, but you're putting a little bit of faith in that person saying, I believe that person. Right. But when you say I know that person, that carries more weight that I know her. I know she didn't do it. You know what I mean? There's no room now to, to doubt. There's no room for for a lie. And so you're saying that I know this person. And so a lot of times as well, when, you know, we're in a debate, or not even debate, but, you know, someone says something about God or they may be um, advocating for a different religion or something like that. That's not, you know, God is not Jesus. And all you can say is, well, I believe in God. And they ask you something about your religion or ask you something about God. And you you don't even know anything. You don't even know what to say. And it's because we stayed, like I, I mentioned that in the episode, that we kind of stay on this realm of just believing in God, but there's nothing else that we don't do anything more. And so don't just believe in God, but actually know him. You know, when you know him, you begin to have a, a security in yourself that you know yourself. Um, you know the God that you serve. You, you get a better understanding of your purpose and your calling here in in, in in this life because of the fact that you know your creator. So again, um, you've heard the episode and you're like, okay, Samantha, I heard everything that you said, but how can I really get to that surrendering stage? And I'm telling you to get to know God. And once you know him, you realize that, oh man, I have to surrender to him. Um, it's just like when you're, you know, maybe 
you're not married, but it's the same idea. You know, you 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 go on this phase. Um, I I say courting, dating. Um, you're you're dating this person, you're courting this person, you get to know the person, and so then you guys take on that next step of marriage. But you got to know him or you got to know her, you know, prior to getting married. And so now that you know this person, you're more um likely and more willing to surrender to that person and, and sub, to submit to each other because y'all know each other right so I just wanted to say that um I thought that was very 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 profound um that it, it's more than just believing you know God does not want us to believe what he wants us to know and he wants us to know him um so I just wanted to say that and then now let's get on to to today's topic which is open rebuke and you're probably wondering Samantha you in these titles what do you mean open rebuke well we're just gonna talk today you're just really gonna hear me talk my you know understanding and you know my own testimony when it comes to rebuke and what it means to open rebuke and before I even speak on it I wanted to go to scripture and I believe it's um Proverbs 27 verse 5 and 6 and it talks about open rebuke and it I'm I'm gonna quote it um, but it says that, you know, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. What does that really mean? And last week I spoke about, you know, us needing to grow up and that God is is requiring for us to grow up spiritually before he shows us things, before he, he, he opens certain doors or before he takes us to that next level that we have to grow up because there are certain places in life that children are not allowed. And so we have to grow up. Right. And in growing up, maybe you you've, you've heard the episode and you're like, Samantha, you know, that one was not for me, that I'm already grown. I'm already spiritually grown. You know, that was cute and everything, but that wasn't really you know, needed for me, or maybe you took that message or you took um, what I was saying and you were very intentional about growing this week. And so now you want to know, okay, how do, how do you know that you're, you've grown? Like, how can you measure your growth in a sense? Like, how do I know if I'm spiritually grown, if I'm spiritually immature? Um, and ending last week's episode, I was talking about, you know, not being easily offended. And so today I wanted to talk about open rebuke. And so open rebuke, as it states, is is something that, you know, is expected from a friend that if you have a friend, then you most likely have experienced, you know, maybe they put you in your place or called out something in your life that maybe you were trying to hide or, you know, maybe you were dabbling in, in, in things or hanging out with a certain group of friends and they called you out on it. Right. That's like open rebuke. And in my experience with that, um, because I, I explained it in, in earlier um, episodes and previous episodes where I've just been this girl that always wanted to be perfect or not even wanted to be perfect, but felt as though I was perfect. And so certain things that I would do, if someone were to call me out on it, trust me, I would justify it. Like, I will tell you why I did it. Like, I, I just, I could never be wrong. Like, I, I was this person that felt like she could never be wrong. And so if someone tried to tell me about myself or called me out on something, um, I was already giving reasons as to why I did what I did, you know, like justifying it. And I would just continue doing that same thing because I justified it. And I would get in trouble a lot. Not necessarily in trouble, but, you know, people wouldn't like me anymore or kind of didn't want to deal with me because of that. And, you know, they would be like, you know, especially like family members, like, how many times do I have to tell you the same thing over and over? Like, you always say sorry, but you do the same thing. And I never understood, like, I, 
I, I, I hated disappointing people. And I think that's why I always had um, like a justification behind stuff that I did or a reason or an excuse because I didn't like to let people down. And so I didn't want them to have that that idea of me, you know, so I would always justify everything that I did, not realizing because I didn't take what they said and I felt as though what I did was right. I never changed. Um, growing up, you know, a teen, 18, 19, 20, 21, um, I still kind of kept that, like, everything that I did, I felt like I was right in doing so. And even if I was wrong, I always still had a justification as to why it led me to do the wrong. It's crazy. I don't know. Maybe if you understand, maybe you, you're like that, you can understand. Um, but that was something that I didn't even realize was an issue. Um, it wasn't until I got to college and um, I had to live with with roommates, people who didn't know me. Right. And again, I experienced, you know, people telling me, like calling me out on certain things that I would do. And I used to I used to kind of take it as like, oh, they're judging me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're judging me. Because in the, in the past, people who has, you know, openly rebuked me has been like family members or, you know, close friends. And, you know, I didn't really take them serious. You know, I always had a, a reason. But now people who didn't know me was saying certain things. And I just was like, oh, man, they're judging me. They don't like me. You know, all these different things that I resorted to. And, um, as I begin to mature in Christ, I realize certain things about me that I that's that wasn't good, you know, in a sense it was kind of wicked and how I always had an excuse for something. I always had an excuse as to why I failed, as to why I I I, I didn't do right by that person or as to why I did what I did. You know, there was always a reason. Um and I realized that, you know, these people they weren't telling me these things to hurt me they weren't telling me these things because they were judging me it was more so like Samantha listen like you did this and this wasn't cool you know what I mean and instead of me taking heed to what they said you know I just justified it and brushed it away and I never changed right um and I've, I've realized you know growing up in Christ that yo Samantha like you was wrong you know that was really wrong of you and, you know, I've repented from it. And now, you know, being mature in Christ, people can tell me things now and I don't feel easily offended by it. I don't, you know, automatically want to say or assume that they're judging me. I actually, you know, take what they say to heart in a sense and I go back to God about it and evaluate myself rather than just making an excuse. I've, I've gotten so much better with not making an excuse for something that I've done. I would just be like, you're right. I'm sorry, you know, and that's growth. Um, so that, you know, that's how you can measure it as well. Maybe you're like me, um, or, you know, once was like me who, you know, had always had a justification, always had a reason as to why you did something rather than just taking what they're saying and allowing it to help you to be a better person you know maybe you you you've you've battled with that and so if you can now hear you know rebuke or hear um something that isn't necessarily ideal as to what you would like to hear and not feel easily offended but actually allow that to help you to grow then I believe that's a measure of you know growth in in Christ um or as I know that's a measure of growth in Christ um so if you know, if you went to um, Proverbs twenty-seven verse verse seventeen, it it speaks about how um, iron sharpens iron, and so therefore 
um, as a friend sharpens another friend. Again, paraphrasing it, um, we'll read it. It's in Proverbs 27, verse 17. It's in the same chapter as the the um, the verse um, that I previously mentioned. Um, it, it, you know, talks about iron sharpens iron. So what does that look like? What does that even mean? Iron sharpens iron um, that God put on my heart that, you know, if you are in a godly community, if you are around friends or people who are, you know, telling you things or, or showing you things or, you know, saying certain things in front of you, not even in front of you, but they're just telling you about yourself or, you know, telling you when you're wrong. Don't take that as they're against you or they're coming from you. They're trying to help you. And if they are someone who is sharpened in Christ, if they are someone who is mature, I can speak on this because I've seen myself do this where, um, you know, being mature in Christ, you know, there's obviously, I believe that there's levels to it and you go from glory to glory. But in where I'm at right now, you know, I'm at a level of maturity. There's obviously more room to grow. There's obviously growth to be done in my life. But I've noticed and realized that because I, I've, you know, I sharpen myself in God's word and allow God to sharpen me and prune me of certain things when I'm around other people, if I see them at fault or if I see them doing or or um, engaging in something that's not them, I have to speak out on it, you know, and it's not to judge them. It's not to hurt them, but it's to to help to sharpen them, like because I'm so sharp, you know what I mean? So if you are you you can relate that, you know, you've been sharpening yourself in God or you have friends or 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 people accountability around you that you know are are being sharpened by God's word that it's not it kind of happens naturally where it's like I'm so sharp that if you touch me, you're gonna be sharpened just because how sharp I am. You know, so that's like when you're matured, like it you you can't even help it sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, man, God, like because me I used to see certain things and I would not I would not say anything like I would just let you do you and I got I remember I think it was early last year in 2018 where I was like okay God I feel like I'm always calling people out or saying certain things so God just help me to be quiet and I would see people or you know they would they would do something wrong I think I had a a situation with my roommate she did something and I told her um I didn't say anything and it wasn't until I think something happened and then I was like yeah um you know I thought that but I didn't say anything I was like I'm gonna just let you do you you know I had this this mentality where I was I'm gonna just let them do them like I'm not gonna say anything and she's like what girl you should have told me and um I realized that it's really a disadvantage you know I feel like I'm jumping all over the place but hopefully it's making sense it's really a disadvantage when you don't call certain things out or if you don't if you have certain knowledge about something or you know something that they're doing is wrong it's it's a disadvantage to them if you don't say anything and when I you know speak to people about certain things and I have to be brutally honest because if you're not brutally honest you know openly honest you know what like how can you help them like if you're going to always sugarcoat things you know it's it's not going to help that person it's not going to help your friend and especially in the body of Christ I don't even call them friends I call them my brothers and sisters right um and so I always this is something that I always tell people that imagine you know I had like I have a sister right and let's say that my parents had certain things that they didn't like or, you know, certain rules in the house. And I saw my sister going against those rules or disobeying them, you know, and I saw her doing it and I didn't say anything. 
and then my parents found out, they're going to look at me like, you know, you're older. Why didn't you tell her? You know what I mean? Like it, it, it becomes a responsibility of mine now or I'm now held accountable for something that I did not say. So I know a lot of times we like to we see something and then we just decide we're not going to say something and feel as though that makes the situation better. But you not saying something, you also are going to be held accountable. Right. And so just thinking about it. Um, spiritually in the body of Christ that if you see your your fellow brothers or sisters um, doing something that's not of God or that's going to make God, you know, disappointed or make God, you know, it's going to offend God because it's a sin or they're doing something that you just know isn't even them and you don't say anything, you don't bring light to that situation, you are held accountable for that. And I got to a stage in my life where God had to show me that, like, you know me, I'm always looking for something in the natural so I can relate it in the spiritual. And God showed me that. Like, imagine your sister, like, they're, your parents are going to look at you crazy. Like, you are wiser. You are older. Why didn't you say something? And so that's how God looks at us sometimes as well. It's like, okay, well, I put this person in your life for a reason. I know what you know. I know what you don't know. You knew what should have been said in that situation, but you decided to close your mouth. So therefore, I'm going to hold you accountable for that. Like even the things that we don't say, God holds us accountable for. And so we being sharpened, we being mature, we have to sharpen each other. You know, and if you're a Christian or you're a believer and you feel as though that or you want to be easily offended by everything somebody has to say concerning your life or you want to take everything as judgment, oh, they're judging me, oh, they're judging me, oh, they're judging me. That is you haven't grown up, you know. So if you're there where you um always taking offense to things or you're always feeling as though someone is judging you, you know, they're, they're your brothers and sisters in Christ and they're telling you about certain things that you're doing and you feel like, oh, man, they're judging me. Oh, man, they're judging me. You have not that that's a measure of of immaturity, you know, like that you you have not grown up and, and there's still room to grow. And this is not to condemn anybody. It's not to, you know, say that you're less than you because, you know, like I'm going to just be transparent I was there I understand um and I had to grow up so if that's you you know there's room you need to grow up um and if you didn't listen to last week's episode I encourage you to go do so where I spoke about growing up that we need to grow up and that's what God wants from us and so yeah we can't be easily offended by things and you know God tells us to sharpen each other and think about it again another thing naturally where If you're wanting to sharpen something, let's say a pencil that you need to sharpen in order to sharpen that pencil, that pencil needs to go under a blade. Right. Like it's going to hurt is what I'm trying to say, that it's going to hurt when you're sharpening someone or someone is sharpening you and saying certain things, you know, that it's going to hurt because, you know, we always think that we're, you know, we're, we're good. Or sometimes, you know, we were perfect or, you know, there's no fault in us sometimes. And so when someone um, brings to light a fault in us, it, it can hurt. It does hurt. And just like how God, when God prunes us, you know, when he, when he's removing certain things, certain ideas, certain things that we've learned, and he's trying to unlearn these things in us to, to, to teach us the things that is needed, the things that are essential, the things that are righteous, it hurts. You know, there are certain places that God touches that we thought we were over and then he goes and touch it and it hurts. But that's necessary in the process. That's necessary in life that there are certain things that's going to hurt. 
but it's not to kill us it's to grow us you know like don't take what your friend is telling you and and feeling as though oh my gosh they're coming for me oh my gosh they're judging me no that is to help you grow to grow us that iron sharpens iron we need to sharpen each other and what that means again um is you know iron sharpens iron what does that even mean a friend sharpens a friend what does that look like you know if i know okay we go to the same church and we read in the same Bible, supposedly, and I, we just read on forgiveness. You know what I mean? And I, I see that you're still speaking about someone and the way you're talking about the person, it's in bitterness. And, you know, you're angry to the person. I'm going to say, um, I think, you know, you may be saying, oh, yeah, I forgave her, da, 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 but you're still the, the actions that you're that that I'm seeing is not a forgiveness. I have to call you out on it. Like, I don't believe that you've forgiven that person because if you did, you would not be speaking like this. You know, you wouldn't still be angry about it, anxious about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean by, you know, sharpening each other or that open rebuke where you call each other out on certain things. Um, And it, it takes practice. You know what I mean? Like once you once you're in that community where people are sharpening you, when people are calling out on things, it's like a practice. Like you you start to get accustomed to it where it's like, OK, like, you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, man, this hurts. But then you get so used to it where it's like, all right, thank you for that. Like or you're looking for it. Like, did I do anything wrong? You know, am I right in the situation? Could I have done this situation better? And I love to see that um, I have friends that will literally say you know Samantha like here's this this is what I did you know was I right in the situation or you know and and when I tell them oh you know you could have said it like this or you could have done like that they're so like okay you're right you know what I mean like that's the type of people that you need in your life where it's like we can sharpen each other that I can come to you and and trust that you're gonna tell me when I'm wrong you know you know what I mean like okay if we have friends that says everything that we do is right there's an issue because Again, we're not perfect people, even though our minds sometimes make us feel like everything that we do is right. Everything we do is not right. And there's always room to grow. There, There is always like there's somewhere in your life. There's some some area where you're not so sharpened. Right. And so you need someone to sharpen you in that area. So if you have friends around you that I was always hyping you up and always making you feel as though you're right you know those are not friends those are enemies like those are people who just kissing you and giving you these 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 empty kisses and making you feel as though what you're doing is right no like you need to be around people who's gonna call you out on certain things that are gonna tell you um yeah you did you did better you know what I mean you did better but there was still room for improvement but you could have done it that way you know what I mean so that's not healthy if some if you got people around you that's always hyping you up and always making you feel as though you're right that's not even healthy because God tells us like so does a friend sharpen a friend and in order to sharpen someone it's gonna be painful it's gonna hurt so if you're never feeling any type of hurt any you know you know what I mean like is there's no sharpening there's no cutting or anything like that you I, I don't mm, yeah <laughs> like okay <laughs> like I don't know um you need new friends you need to run you got to do something because something is not right and then let's talk about it. So I've also experienced, um, you know, people or someone who would always, always, always call me out on something. They would always say I was doing something that was immature or always saying whatever I was doing was wrong. Like I could never be right. I could never do anything right. Right. And I used to it, it kind of made me it. It like belittled me or it had me feeling very, 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 very insecure um, to the point where I didn't even know how to be Samantha. Like, dang, like the way I laugh is an issue. You know what I mean? Like things like that where it's just like, why are you laughing so much or why you always got like, you know, like certain things like that. And it did something to me where it damaged me and I couldn't 
be free to be me. Like everywhere I was, I was so reserved and I I didn't know if I could laugh. I didn't know if I should talk in the situation because of those type of emotional abuse that I faced, you know, where the person made me feel as though, oh, you know, I'm just trying to sharpen you. I'm trying to make you be a better person. And so I was like, okay, you know, I started, you know, taking what they would say and taking it to heart, everything that they would say to the point where I couldn't even be me. And I didn't know that wasn't healthy. And I should have known you know, something was odd in that in that relationship, something was wrong and odd in that friendship when that person, on the other hand, would, you know, do something that was not right. And I would try to call them out on that, you know, because, you know, we're supposed to be sharpening each other and you can always call me out on something. So I'm just, you know, in love, of course, you know, telling them, you know, of their wrongs and of their flaws. And they was not having it like they literally snapped on me like did not want to hear anything that I had to say and never did change and that right there should have been an indicator that this was not an iron sharpened iron type of relationship that you know that person was really I don't know what they were trying to do but it was not that so if you are in a relationship like that or in a friendship like that where you know they're always 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 calling you out about things and always saying that you're wrong about certain things but then you know you realize something wrong about them and you want to call them out on it not out of spite but out of love that you're doing it and they cannot take it mm, I say run <laughs> like I say run because that's not healthy like that's not the type of relationship God is is calling us to be in. It's not that we have to be sharpening each other, point blank, period. There's no you always saying something about me, but when I have to say, you know, have to bring light to certain situations, you getting mad and don't want to hear it, and I just got to be quiet. No, that's not that. Like, And if you're in a type of friendship, relationship like that, I'm telling you, sir, ma'am, sis, run. Like, no, we're not doing it. That's not the type of relationship God is talking about. And I also wanted to reference, this is the Being One podcast, where we are embarking on a journey to be one with Christ. And so, you know, I when I tell you I love Jesus, like I'm literally in love with him. Like nobody can tell me nothing. Like I know Jesus like that. Listen, he he's everything to me. And so I always strive to just do everything that Jesus would do because he was our example. And so, I, you know, I was just in, in a low time with God and dwelling on this iron sharpens iron idea and I'm like okay God you know where did Jesus have to deal with this like where did Jesus have to sharpen somebody or openly rebuke someone you know a friend like how where was that and he sent me to Matthew 16 23 and that you know most of us know it is when Jesus was telling Peter um, he was like get thee behind me Satan right and basically telling him that what he's saying is things of man it's the things of the world but not of God and the reason why he said that was because Jesus was telling his disciples about how he's going to die and he's going to raise up again you know he's basically telling them about his purpose like you know what God has called him to do um and Peter was like nah like God forbid like that does not sound that does not sound like God you know what I mean like that does not sound like someone who came to save us and nah like that doesn't even sound right and he he said god forbid like that's we you're not gonna do that that's not gonna happen and jesus literally openly rebuked him and said get thee behind me satan like you know what i mean like that was open rebuke and that wasn't jesus judging him that wasn't jesus trying to offend him jesus was just saying 
what it was like he realized that no like what you're saying is worldly things like this is this is not it like you're not you're not speaking from the spirit this is not God in you right now but this is your own flesh you know like this is man's idea I think about it how you know sometimes God would tell us to do something or you know that he 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 tells us about our calling or our purpose and we begin to walk by faith and not by sight and there are certain friends that we have that just does not understand that like they're like what god told you to quit your job like girl you crazy girl how you going to pay your bills next month you got kids you know what i mean like they start telling you all these different things about why that's just a crazy idea start rebuking you And we need to be bold about the Jesus we serve, about the God we serve and say, listen, right now you're speaking from the flesh. Like you have to remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. And right now you're only speaking out of sight. You're only speaking about, you know, things that what man would say that this world would say. But this is not you're not speaking from God. Right. But if we do not openly rebuke them right then and there and we just let them say what they have to say, we don't ever say anything. What's going to happen is that we're going to allow those thoughts. We're going to allow those those words to to kind of sit in our heart and sit in our minds. And then we're going to question what God has just told us. Like, dang, like someone, you know, dang, Susie said that, you know, she don't think I would do something like that. Like, why would he tell me to quit my job for real? You know, how am I going to pay my bills for real? That's crazy. You know what I mean? Then you start thinking about it. And then you find yourself not doing what God told you to do because of words that your friend, you know, your close friend had to say, yeah, they might have had good intentions. I believe Peter had good intentions. You know, he was like, that's crazy, Jesus. How are you going to die? Like, no, nah, like that. God forbid. Right. Like if somebody was to tell you that they're about to go die, you're going to be like, what? God forbid. You know what I mean? But it was because he it, this was something that Jesus knew that this is something that his father told him. And so, you know, God speaks to us personally. He, he, there are certain things that he reveals to us and there are certain friends, you know, that are just not going to understand that or people around you that's not going to understand that. And you need to openly rebuke them, like have faith in, in the God you serve and, and, and know, like, listen, I understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? I feel like mean, you may have good intentions, but this is a faith walk this is a faith journey and therefore I walk by faith and not by sight you know what I mean like you need to tell them that and when you do that that helps them with their faith as well like dang like she has that much faith like dang she's right or he's right we do walk by faith and not by sight you know what I mean but if you don't ever say anything they're gonna if they get a crazy idea or hear something from God they're gonna be like oh nah I remember Samantha said that and she didn't do it. So I think this is crazy. This must be my own idea. You know what I mean? Like you see that cycle there when Jesus tell, told Peter that, you know, it kind of put Peter in his place. Like, oh, OK, like, dang, like he really adamant about this thing. Like he really do hear from God and he he's really doing this thing in faith. You know, hopefully that kind of helped, you know, where I'm going with this and, and, you know, helping to see what this what that mean. Like, you know, open rebuke. And then the the, the kiss um, from your enemy. I laugh because I just thought about Judas, how. Judas literally went in, um, stabbed Jesus in the back and betrayed him. And he wanted to come up to Jesus and kiss Jesus. Like, what? Like, you see, it'd be the, the enemies, your, your enemies, those, those wicked people who just will literally stab you in the back and then come and kiss you. Like, nah, like 
if there was an issue, why you didn't just say? But anyways, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, um, if you have friends like that, you know, that are sharpening you and you you have that relationship, but you can sharpen them as well and say certain things to them as well. Then that is iron sharpens iron. That's what God means by the friends that we have. We're supposed to be sharpening each other. And that way we can sharpen each other. And then when we see someone else who is dual, we get, we get to sharpen them as well. So that's like the perspective that you should have, you know, growing up in Christ. You know, how can I measure these things that you will be sharpened, honey? Like, let Jesus sharpen you. Let the word of God, it says that the word of God is like a double-edged sword, right? So it sharpens us. That's how we get to sharpen ourselves is by reading God's word and getting to know him that he sharpens us. That way, when we go and we, we're with around other people and in godly community or just in the world, we're so sharp that somebody touches us, they're they going to get cut. You know what I mean? they're gonna get cut because we're so sharp and that's gonna help sharpen them as well so let's be one let's be like jesus let's be bold don't i'm not saying go and openly rebuke people everything you just gonna openly say it like you know know the time and place like don't embarrass nobody you know that's not god like like don't sit there and embarrass somebody but you know openly rebuke them you know in the sense of you know call them out when they're wrong in love of course i like, don't hey don't say smith and went and told y'all to go sit there and open your mouth about certain things no no when there you need to be quiet okay have wisdom you know I'm, I'm very big on wisdom be wise about it but do it in love you know because you love them and so you don't want to see them fall because guess what like I said you know God's holding you accountable for that person in your life that you just decided to just be quiet about or never want to say when they're wrong when you know no no they shouldn't be with that person when you know no no they shouldn't be in that job when you know no no they shouldn't be on um, doing what they're doing and you're just quiet about it God's holding you accountable to that um brother and sister okay like just remember that um that helps me a lot you know when certain people come to me and me you know I'm you know I'm this very introverted person sometimes I don't want to speak but just be reminded that I'm accountable for that soul. I'm accountable for my friend, for my brother and sister. You know, I'm like, oh man, listen, I don't like to let, I don't like, I don't like to let God down. And so, you know, I, and I don't want you to, to get in trouble with God. Like, I don't want you to face consequences. And so as a friend who loves you, as a sister who loves you, I'm going to tell you, listen, the path you're on right now, the friends that you're with right now, they're I don't think they're good for you like actually I know they're not good for you because what does light have to do with darkness what fellowship do you guys have you know what I mean like if they're of the world they're gonna they're gonna drag you to do worldly things that's not of God that offends God and as a sister I can't see you face those type of consequences you know so that's that's what it is you know let's sharpen each other you know let's sharpen each other um openly rebuke um you know those in in love of course and yeah you know that's what i had to say you know keep the faith and just know that god is on our side just don't believe that god is on our side but know that he's on our side right um so i love y'all and that's all i had to say to y'all today um so open rebuke you know let's sharpen each other um i love y'all and, and jesus loves y'all so 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 much um be blessed